Today on the show, I'm going to talk about the art of parent engagement and also why I'm making a big change in my business for 2020 when it comes to reaching parents. I'll see you there. Want to know how to really improve school culture? Hey, I'm your host, Jeff Veely, and this is the Campus Peace Podcast. Join me after school as we discuss how to empower students, boost staff morale, and squash squabbles. I hope you're having a great week. I want to talk about the art of parent engagement. And I call it art because, uh, I don't know, I don't really believe that there's an exact science. I hear from schools all the time. uh, A lot of educators ask me, hey, Jeff, do you have any tips for how we can better reach our parents, get them involved, get them to show up to stuff? I would say that's um, the vast majority of schools. There was one school I was talking to the other day, though, and I had to chuckle because I said, you know, what is one of your challenges? And they said, uh, a lot of schools have a trouble with, like, parent involvement. We actually have a, a problem with too many parents being involved. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? He said, well, we have a, a lot of, like, moms and, and, and even dads that they just get involved in everything, and they don't want to go home. <laughs> so they're kind of hovering in the classroom with their kid, and we need them to go home so we could uh, help the kids get back to work. And I was like, oh, that's a really interesting problem. But I think most of us are probably not there. Most of us are trying to figure out how do we get parents to show up for events? How do we get them to get involved in activities you know, if you teach uh, kind of where I started, I worked in the inner city and our kids had a lot of challenges. Our parents had a lot of challenges. And it seemed like just getting involved with their kids at school was just another item on the to-do list that they just didn't get to. They wanted to. Mom and dad wanted to be involved, but there were so many things demanding their time. And I think all of us can feel that way to an extent, right? It just seems like we are busier today than we used to be. And a lot of times getting involved in school events just isn't at the top of the priority list. But I want to give you some tips of how I found is helpful. Um, Just some ways that I found are helpful to engage parents. Now, I've spoken to over over a million people and a chunk of that is parents, right? And so I do, I don't even know how many parent events every single year, but it's a lot. And what I've found over the last three years, uh, really the last two especially, is that attendance for parent events is rapidly declining. Now, we can advertise, we can post stuff all around town. Uh, I can do an interview with the evening news. We can put stuff in the newspaper. And we're solving a really big problem, right? Like, when I go into a city and I'm reaching parents with a parent event, you know, it's pretty awesome. I've got an award-winning program that can really help them a lot. I'm solving this big uh, problem called bullying for them, which is the number one issue impacting young people today. So as far as like offering value and as far as like uh, reaching, you know, solving a problem they want solved, I feel like we are, you know, couldn't improve much, you know, probably a little bit, <laughs> but we're kind of uh, giving them exactly what they're wanting. But there's a lot of reasons why people don't show up. And to be honest, I don't know that I've perfectly cracked this nut that's called parent engagement. That's why I call it the art of parent engagement, because I think there's a lot of different ways to look at it. And the more creative you can get, the better. So here's what I've found uh, is helpful when engaging parents. I'll give you some tips if you've got an upcoming event. Um, Jot some notes down. I think this will help you. And then also want to talk about why I'm making a big change in my business here in 2020 for how I do parent events. Uh, We're doing a pretty crazy shift. So the number one thing, and this probably won't surprise you, but it's important to take note of this, the number one key to parent engagement is relationships. 
Now, you've probably heard this before. I know I'm not, uh, you know, this isn't like rocket science. I'm not reinventing the wheel here. But that is really true. If you have a relationship with a parent and you especially personally ask them to come to something, they are far more likely to show up to you who they feel like is, is a friend or someone they have a relationship with than just to see a flyer and say, oh, I think I'll, you know, I think I'll check that out. Relationships make a huge difference. And I'll say this, uh, school districts that I go into several years in a row, which is a lot. Uh, in fact, I would say the majority of my client list every year, schools that I've spoken at before, every time I go back, the attendance for the parent event grows. And so what does that tell me? Well, I gave value, but also they feel like there's a relationship. I'm not this random speaker guy coming in uh, to speak at their kid's school. They know who I am. Uh, we've had a chance to chat a little bit, or they've at least experienced some of my content sitting in the audience. But the the stronger the relationship, the more you're going to see people turn out. So that's a pretty obvious one. What else? When it comes to events, right? That's sort of my specialty. Free food. <laughs> this is another no-brainer. But I'm telling you, even events that serve light refreshments, I can show you uh, years at a school where they, they, you know, events where they brought food and where they didn't, things that I've been involved with, and it was a pretty drastic difference a lot of times. Another thing that can really help if you have an event that you want to reach parents, uh, you know, uh, you want to reach your community, and I would encourage you to do that. Don't just make a parent event unless it's really specific to only parents. If it's something that can benefit your uh, community, I tell schools this all the time, don't make it a parent event, make it a community event. Now, it's fine to only invite grown-ups or say, you know, 18 and up on your flyer, but don't make it just a parent event, make it a community event. Now, why is that important? Well, the local newspaper, the local news, the radio stations, you know, uh, stakeholders in your community, media, they're not going to be really interested if it's just for your select group, but they may be interested in helping promote it if it's going to benefit the community. So the more that your events can get community-minded and community-focused versus just your uh, select tribe at your school, the more that that can really help gain some momentum as people spread the word. Uh, also, I would say if you're inviting the community, here's a little ninja hack. Take $20, and uh, if you're a teacher, you know maybe this doesn't apply to you, but talk to your administration. I've been amazed consistently at what spending $20 on a Facebook ad will do. Now, understand, you can boost a post on Facebook, right? If you've ever seen the little uh, boost post button, you can do that and spend $20. But that's not super targeted. That just kind of goes to everybody, you know, that likes your page, everybody in your area, that sort of thing. But if you create a Facebook ads account and you take $20 and you target the specific radius and the kind of people you want to reach within that radius, I've seen that uh, blow up attendance. In fact, that has been one of my little ninja hacks is sometimes I'll just go spend $20 of my money to promote a, a school event. And uh, they're like, oh my gosh, when you come speak, more people show up than anybody else. Well, <laughs> I'm putting a little advertising money behind that. I'm just not just counting on people to show up uh, because a lot of times people don't know who I am unless they've seen me on YouTube or something. I've had some YouTube videos that have done well, but they don't generally know who I am in a lot of these communities. So I have to sort of, you know, put a little extra effort into letting them know who I am and letting them know about the event that's happening. So if you can take $20, set it aside and put it towards that, uh, that's great. Uh, if you don't have the power to make that decision, tell your administration that tip. It can really help. Another thing uh, that you can do is have every kid send a text 
inviting their parent to come to something. Now, you can have students do this in an assembly. I've done that before. You can also have students just do that in the classroom. It could also be an intercom kind of thing. Hey, everybody, I know your phone's supposed to be put away, but pull out your phone and remind your mom and dad that tonight at 6 p.m., you know, such and such is happening in the cafeteria. It's a great way to remind parents. You can, of course, uh, maybe your school has a texting system or email system. That's a great way to reach parents, too, the email and the text blast. But nothing is as powerful as the kid reminding mom and dad about it, especially if there's uh, some personal interest or personal connection they have to that event that's happening. Another way to uh, boost your attendance that uh, is pretty surefire is to plan it after something or during something as a part of something that kids are already involved in. What does that mean? Choir concert, sports game, uh, band and orchestra concert, uh, you know, some sort of a play, all those sometimes, you know, some of these things can be a little bit longer, so it might be hard. But if you can uh, build in, you know, a talent show component to a parent event that you're having, well, every parent wants to come and take pictures of their kid and see their kid perform. So if you happen to have a speaker speaking as a part of that, or if you're doing some sort of, you know, activity or you're going over some, um, uh, you know, the new vision for your district, it's a great way to sort of connect that to something they're already bought into, their child. And that's a great way to um, sort of boost that. That sort of makes it a no-brainer, right? Another thing you can do is if you're serving food, you can sort of make it uh, more difficult or less attractive for them to go home in between. So let's say um, mom or dad gets off of work and they can either go home and make dinner and try to rush to the school thing or they can bring the kids. Kids get a free dinner. Mom and dad get, you know, free dinner, pizza or whatever. Kids go to the child care thing. Mom and dad get to go to the parent thing. You've help them, you know, you provided food after a meal, but you've also saved this hectic running around. Uh, so you're solving problems. And so I think that's really important. The more problems you can solve, the more value your event has. So listen, I want to just encourage you for a second. If you've had an event recently and you've had a, not a lot of parents show up, maybe you were the school counselor presenting or you were the administrator that was supposed to address the group and you got up and you were just kind of disappointed because not many people came. Look, I feel you, all right? I think my greatest parent turnout was 300 parents. And I'll give you a secret on how that school did that in a second, but I'll tell you, 300 parents was the most. My least number of parents, I had two. And the funny part was one of the parents out of the two was the custodian. And so like halfway through, he was like, hey man, uh, your stuff's really good. I hate to leave, but I'm the custodian. I, I gotta go like clean the whole school yet tonight. <laughs> and so I was really glad that he came, but you know, of course I was like, yeah, no problem, man. It can be really discouraging when you've worked hard, you've prepared a presentation. For me that day, I traveled across the country to speak at this school. Two parents showed up. Like you can get discouraged, but I want to remind you, like if you're even helping one parent, if you're giving them hope, if you're even reaching one family, then it's worth it, right? Like it's totally worth it. But I do think you have to be wise, right? If you're doing events consistently and you're seeing that people aren't showing up, you're trying all the tips we've talked about, you're, you know, maybe making personal calls as many as you can to invite people and they're still not showing up. It may be time to try a different approach. 
that may be a, a time to do something totally different. And so I just want to let you know if, if you're feeling uh, a little discouraged or you're bummed out because people just haven't been showing up, man, don't think it's you. Don't think it's you. It's probably not. It's probably a, a tactic that isn't, you know, isn't working quite right or just a busy season of life. I was uh, attending a conference recently and I thought it was interesting. Uh, the speaker was talking about how we reach the access generation. And my ears sort of peaked up. He said, do you realize this is the access generation? People don't want to own stuff. They just want to have access to it. They don't want to actually own the DVD. They just want to subscribe to, you know, be able to watch what they want when they want. We are the access or the on-demand generation. Meaning people don't like to leave the comfort of their own home to shop, to watch TV, to go see a movie. They want it, uh, you know, within the push of a button, within an arm's reach. If they got to get off the couch, it's too much work. So don't beat yourself up if people aren't getting out of their house, especially in these colder months of the year, driving to the school for the event you're putting on. It may just be, well, they may just be working harder to do that than they do most things. So don't beat yourself up. What's the big change that I'm making in 2020? Well, up until now, for the last like nine, 10 years, however long it's been now, that I've been speaking and traveling, I've often done parent nights, and I've encouraged schools to do parent nights. And starting in 2020, I am discontinuing parent nights. Now, this may come as kind of a shock to you, especially if you're a client of mine. You're like, oh my gosh, Jeff, you're not going to speak to our parents anymore if we invite you out? Well, I'm not discontinuing them 100%, but I am really scaling back. In other words, if you want to bring me out and you want to host a parent night, I'm going to make you do a little bit more work to prove that folks are going to come and that they're going to show up because I've had a lot of parent nights where the turnout's been really low. Now, you might say, Jeff, uh, well, you just said that it's worth it if only one parent shows up. And totally, I totally believe that it's worth it if only one parent shows up. But I also have to make the wisest decision uh, with the investment of my time and with the investment of the school's resources that they've used to bring me out. I've found that parent lunches are far more attended than evening events. So think about it. In the evening, kids got homework. They have sports practice. They have band practice. They have after-school program. They need to take a bath. You got this. You got that, right? Mom and dad are tired. They want to go home. I found that doing a brown bag lunch during the school day and doing a 45 to 60 minute training from 12 to 1, that I get almost double, sometimes more than double, the turnout for parents than I would doing a presentation in the evening. So for the last year or so, I've been really suggesting to clients, hey, I know you want to do an evening event, but trust me, do a parent lunch. Some people have taken that advice, and we've seen some great success. Some folks have said, hey, no, we still want to do the parent thing, and then I'm, you know, speaking to like <laughs> 10 people, uh, which isn't, you know, like the worst thing ever. I'm willing to do it, but I just have to help, you, you know, since I know that I can get almost double the attendance, I need to help the school use the resources wisely and be a good steward of the opportunity that they're providing for me. At the same time, I got to be wise about the decision I'm making. So as I look back over the numbers with my team, uh, we found out, you know, over the last year 
that what was happening is I was staying uh, to do a parent night, which means I, I can't fly out that night. I have to wait till the next morning. Uh, so that takes half of my next day. So I'm working at least an extra half day to sometimes reach 10 people. Now I'm willing to do it, but here was the problem. As we look back at some of the speaking requests and opportunity to serve schools, we noticed that I was taking a half of a day or more is what it was costing me to speak to 10 parents and I was missing out on 500, 1,000, sometimes more students the next morning in the next town over because I had spoken to the 10 parents the night before. So what we're trying to do is sort of make the, the best investment with uh, my time and I would encourage you to do the same. And so what I wanna strongly suggest is that you take the tips that I gave you and really try out a parent lunch and see how it works for you. That's what I'm gonna be doing over the next year. And if someone really wants to do an evening event, I won't tell them no, um, but it may cost them a little extra, right? Because I've gotta change my flight around and all that and it's an extra night in the hotel or whatever. But the main thing I really want them to do is prove that they're gonna have people show up. Uh, prove that, hey, if I'm gonna miss out on reaching 500 students tomorrow morning, in the next town, you need to show me that I can have a, a, that big of an impact here because I want to be a good steward of my time and of your resources. So how did that school get 300 people to show up at the parent night that was uh, the most high, high attended for me? Well, what they do is they have a speaker series. And I will say this is a more affluent district. Um, so parents uh, in this district are... are very involved in the community. It's just kind of the district it is. Uh, they're they're very involved. Um, a lot of them are, are major stakeholders within the school system itself. But what they do is they have a speaker series. So every quarter, they have a speaker that they bring in, and usually it's someone they're flying in. They're they're um, you know spending some money and they're putting on a, a great presentation. The other thing they do is they give away community resources. Uh, so they have social service agencies, nonprofits, uh, churches, other, other folks that are giving away resources at every one of those. So there's four opportunities during the year. And parents are required to RSVP, uh, register, and they also have to have a ticket in order to get in because the resources run out, the food runs out, and uh, sometimes the seats in the auditorium uh, run out and it was a small auditorium and it was really full with that 300 when I spoke there uh, So I would encourage you guys uh, if you want to build that up if you really want to do evening events and you think um, You know, maybe you can sort of boost this I would encourage you to have a series and make it really special um, you know really dress it up almost like a concert where you've got this uh, series of folks coming in and people can register at the beginning of the year and uh, just make it an incredible experience. Hey, I hope this has helped you increase parent engagement. And I'm really excited, honestly, to see how this works out over the next year. I don't know. Um, I'm sure some people will be bummed. I'm sure some people will be really excited because they're going to try something they never have before and, and see success like I have been. But um, know that I'm on this journey with you. And if there's any questions I can answer, you can drop me a message. Just go on over to campuspeacepodcast.com. Well, today's show is brought to you by my friends at My Pure Health Solutions. They help me lose over 70 pounds. That's right, trying to get healthy again in the new year. If you want to learn how I did it and get some free health tips, head on over to Jeff's Pure Health. 
MyPureHealth.com. As you're trying to hit these weight loss goals for the new year, uh, my friends at MyPureHealth, they are also offering a free wellness call. So something you normally pay for as they talk through some of your goals and help you figure out how to achieve it, but they're giving it away to my listeners here on the podcast for free. So you can access that again by going online to JeffsPureHealth.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please help me achieve an A+. Simply take a moment to rate and review the show wherever you're listening. Then catch up on episodes and grab some free resources over at campuspeacepodcast.com.